Broadcasting from behind the Second Amendment Iron Curtain in the shadows of the New York City skyline, this is Gun For Hire Radio, the voice of one million New Jersey gun owners, with your hosts, Sandy Berardi and Master Firearms Trainer, Anthony Calandra. Live from the land that freedom forgot, the most listened to Second Amendment broadcast in the nation welcome to it 20 days with my new knee nice is it worn out very nice very nice no rehab is uh, a lot of fun i'm doing good i'm not going to complain and uh speaking of not complaining uh real quick um little uh some prayers and thoughts whatever you want for a long time long time gun for hire alumni uh gun for hire uh guest many many times uh without further ado you all know jim DiGiulio a.k.a. Jules. Jules was experiencing uh, some fluttering in his chest, and as we speak, he's in Morristown Hospital right now getting an aortic valve replacement. Oh, Lord. Yes. Okay, well, so uh, prayers go out to him. Jules is a good, good Jules and his wife, Sandy, uh, she's communicating with me. He's in surgery right now. I'm waiting for any uh, status updates. If any come during the show, I will uh, update all of you. Uh, let me see. I'm checking my phone now. No, nothing yet. Uh, but we'll see what happens because, you know, us gun people, we're the best people and we got to stick together. All right. So now here's the deal. We're on fire, by the way. New Jersey, lawsuits and everything. You know, what's going mm. on with our idiot that runs the, this state and his henchmen or whatever. We're going to talk a little bit about that. But you listeners here you need to spread the word far and wide because we are so blessed and so lucky um i am so lucky too to be involved in a second amendment community and have the legal people that we have behind us and the players uh in front of the curtain and behind the curtain and all the the three major 2a groups in new jersey nj2as anjrpc cnjfo and then obviously the nra and then the firearms policy coalition and as well as the saf real quick the saf's case is moving forward that is to get rid of the firearms id card so for all of you people bitching about firearms id cards or whatever we're working to get rid of the firearms id card but in a true fashion that we're run by idiots I'm getting emails <laughs> from numerous people that they're trying to get their uh, FID card, their new shooters, their new to the um, gun industry, and they can't get them because the uh, governor signed a bill into law saying that, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> you have to take training, mandatory training, which we know is constitutionally illegal, by the way. But anyway... Uh, well, to get a purchaser ID card. Correct, correct. To get a purchaser ID Great. card, just to buy rifles, shotguns, and ammunition, you have to uh, have an FID card and it's mandatory training. So we do not know what that training is, and until they define that training, FID cards are on hold throughout the entire state. That's just wonderful. It goes right along with the Constitution and the intent of the yeah. Second Amendment. I mean, this will be yes. a lawsuit. We're going to talk about this this more in detail, but so just so you know that that's going on. There's a ton of public masters, a.k.a. public servants out there, that are creating misconduct and malfeasance blatantly. Uh, and Dan has been sending, Dan Schmutter has been sending cease and desist letters to anyone that sends them to uh, uh, info at Strikeforce, uh, excuse me, Strikeforce at org. He's been following up. He's been sending cease and desist letters to everybody out there. And I'm going to go through some examples of that as well. 
and uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about J Factor. We we're getting. Uh, by the way, we're getting uh, numerous students that have gotten their carry permits. We just had two guys come in today from Clifton that got their carry permits. So there are towns and there are counties that mm-hmm. are abiding. Yeah, and, and Clifton, Clifton is surprising too, isn't it? I mean, they, well, they have, they have a new issue? permit officer. Oh, great. Uh, and he's really, really, he's really good. And uh, he's been communicating with me, and we've been taking care of a lot of stuff. And uh, it's, it's really, really good that... Uh, you know that we have him um as a pro-gun person so there yeah. there's a lot going on but i want to start with you know we're lucky scott bach is a fellow and nra board member with me he's also the uh, executive director of angrpc where i'm the uh, executive vice president and scott wrote in the angrpc newsletter he talks a little bit about the Bruin decision, and he goes, this decision represents a breakout moment in the long and arduous struggle to vindicate the basic right of armed self-defense in places like New York and New Jersey, places that make it their business to impair and disparage the fundamental right to keep and bear arms in every way imaginable. He goes, and with the directive uh, 22-07 issued by the New Jersey Attorney General on June 24th, we know that even the state of New Jersey has accepted the fact that the justifiable need requirement is at an end. The nearly, impossi- the nearly impossible to satisfy legal requirement to show justifiable need in order to obtain a permit to carry a handgun for self-defense made wholesale denial of the basic right of lawful armed self-defense easy for New Jersey. No more. He goes, not surprisingly, Governor Murphy has nevertheless pledged to make public carry as difficult as he can, including proposing to create as many restricted locations as possible, limited only by his imagination. Dentists will also be off limit from carrying a gun. I added that in, by the way. Fortunately, in Bruin, the Supreme Court has given us powerful new tools to deploy in fighting these and other unconstitutional restrictions. Unlike Heller and McDonald... The court's opinion in Bruin presents a comprehensive roadmap on how to do Second Amendment law. Notably, the opinion reflects 12 years of outright frustration regarding how the lower courts have systematically resisted, circumvented, distorted, and fundamentally disregarded Heller and McDonald. Authored by Clarence Thomas, the opinion first cleanly does away with the troublesome and arbitrary scrutiny approach that allowed and, in fact, invited so much mischief in the courts. For 12 years, the federal courts of appeals have employed an approach to the Second Amendment that allowed courts to balance away the fundamental Second Amendment right in favor of the court's own policy preferences. In nearly every case, courts evaluated challenge laws under what it referred to as intermediate scrutiny, a legal standard that virtually guaranteed that the challenge law would survive. Explaining that the Heller decision had already precluded such interest balancing away of the right to keep and bear arms, the court set forth a clear rule for addressing Second Amendment challenges. Okay, so Scott continues. Scott's so smart. It's great having him around. That, uh, that now we have an originalist method of constitutional interpretation. Originalism. The leading method of constitutional interpretation tells us to look to the original public meaning of the Constitution. That is, what ordinary people understood a provision of the Constitution to mean at the time it was ratified. Importantly, this approach is the only way to ensure that the Constitution, and therefore the protection of our rights, does not vary at the whim of five unelected judges. By by ruling in this way, 
the court has ensured that legislatures may no longer justify a gun restriction merely because they think it's a good idea. Rather, they must demonstrate, either directly or by analogy, that a restriction on the right to keep and bear arms has an important connection to an historical precedent from the time of when the people adopted and understood the meaning of the Second Amendment. This ensures that the scope of rights protected by the Second Amendment remains the same today as it did when originally guaranteed by the Constitution. He wrote, significantly, significantly, the court also sent another message to legislatures in a footnote almost certainly to become famous as footnote nine. The court warned legislators to steer clear of onerous new licensing requirements that could impair the fundamental right of armed defense. Footnote 9 makes it clear that such attempts will invite constitutional challenge, notably because the linchpin of the right to keep and bear arms is an individual self-defense, regulations that inappropriately burden that have become consistently suspect. Importantly, this is not the end of the fight. We have, however, taken the beach, and the Supreme Court has given us the means to advance strongly towards Berlin. Well written, Mr. Bach. What do you think, Sandy? Yeah, absolutely. So for you people out there freaking out, we definitely have taken the beach now. This is very, very important to us and very important for our future. And uh, I'm telling you right now, we have our 15-round mag case, which I'm going to go over in a minute. We have our case to get rid of the FID card. We have the assault weapons ban case that we're working on. I mean, overall, we're, we're all over the place here, and we are headed towards some more victory. So don't freak out. So while you guys were sleeping on July 27th, Dan filed a brief in support of reversal of the 15-round uh, magazine ban. And, of course, that night, later that night, the state came back and asked for more time. Of course, yeah. right? They, course. Want, they, want to ask, they want to ask over and over for more time. So let's talk about Dan's, uh, <laughs> Dan's response. He wrote, there is no need for a remand. Presumably, presumably anticipating this problem, New Jersey has informed plaintiffs and appellants, appellants that it intends to try to buy its ban more time by urging the court to remand so it can develop a factual record. That would be an exercise in futility. The state has had four years to try to develop historical support for its ban. Yet it, has yep, yet it has repeatedly failed to do so. It failed to do so, moreover, even though the historical question was plainly before this court as part of the now-defunct two-step test, under which a regulation was not treated as a presumptively lawful if there was no long-standing history supported, supporting it. The court thus did not defer resolution of whether the state's ban has a histor historical analog for lack of sufficient information. After reviewing the full record the parties produced, it squarely resolved that question against the state, finding that the record shows that there is no long-standing or history of this regulation. Okay, 
our adversarial system of adjudication, we follow the principle of party presentation. The state is not entitled to a second, let alone third, bite at the apple while the attendant delay in vindicating fundamental constitutional rights just because it failed to manufacture any non-existent historical support for its ban at any earlier stages of this case. A remand for the purpose not only would be futile, futile as no historical evidence exists, but would merely delay giving effect to the Supreme Court's clear teaching in Bruin. Last paragraph. In all events... The inquiry required by the Supreme Court is ultimately a legal inquiry, and legal history is appropriately presented in briefs. If the state has somehow managed to identify something that it thinks will help show that its ban is part of a long-standing tradition of historically relevant regulation, a highly doubtful proposition, then the time to place the pr- the time to produce is now in the supplemental bleep briefing as requested and if the state cannot make that showing even at this late date it is not for lack of opportunity it is because there is simply no denying that no state regulated firing capacity until 1927 and such laws remain few and far between even today that suffices to doom any claim that New Jersey's confiscatory magazine ban is consistent with the nation's historical tradition of firearm regulation. And he references the Bruin case. How do you like us now, MFers? Okay. This is our new future on the beach. We have stormed the beach. Somebody told me that, right? Oh, yes, Scott Bach just wrote that. This is where we are at now, ladies and gentlemen. They are going to continue to scramble. They're going to try to do everything that they possibly can to delay, you know, tactics or whatever. They can, like this office of of firearms legislation now where they're going to go after the dealers and the retailers. We're going to talk about that as well. But now that we have Bruin behind us, it's going to be very hard for the state to make its case 100 percent very hard and all of you out there should have hope of what is going on because uh you know the 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 bruin case is definitely a uh watershed moment for us in uh in new jersey and uh the, the entire country as a matter of fact you know j factor who's very very active by the way j factor dropped off four packages here sandy they're wrapped in brown paper uh two are for you two are for me i haven't opened them yet so jay when i get a chance i will open them up uh are they ticking no j factor sent um a grant i'm um, sorry this was from judge uh glenn grant criminal procedures for processing gun permits it was actually uh, assignment judges and trial court administrators it was directive number 6-19 about our delays even if the 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 prosecutor or something is uh calling for hearings or something the clock is still ticking you can't keep somebody forever and we've had something like this with the cal calstrom case as well so for everybody that's freaking out out there i put my carry permit in and i'm waiting for the judge and i'm waiting for this and it's going to be backlogged and it's going to be taking forever everything is being addressed i can tell you right now everything 
is going to be addressed. So please, it's it's we're on top of it. Our our, our all the two A heavy lifters, uh, you know, Jay Cheeseman and all the lawyers and the two A groups. Everybody is on top of this now, and uh, the the motions and the briefs are going to be flying. And hopefully, the lower courts right away will take uh, you know original history, text, and tradition, and take it from there. Uh, before I talk about this new office to shut the gun manufacturers down, which is clearly unconstitutional and a violation, well, let's talk about it now. It's unconstitutional. It's a violation of First Amendment rights, Second Amendment rights, Fourth Amendment rights, et cetera, et cetera. You know, Murphy signed all of these bills into law. Obviously, they haven't started doing anything with them yet because we can't. We don't know what to do to get a firearms ID card. And when people go to the police department, they say, well, we're putting your stuff on hold because we're waiting for a directive from the state police and the AG. And we call the state police and the AG and nobody knows what's going on there. So hopefully it'll happen. But one of the things is this end run is acting AG Platkin launches new office to enforce New Jersey's firearm safety legislation. So what they're going to try to do is they're going to go after nuisance legislation for firearms manufacturers and retailers like me, uh, So, which they want to implement reasonable controls relating to our sale, manufacturing, distributing, importing, or marketing of gun-related products. So they're trying to do this so that if, the, if an ad like Remington or something has an ad and shows a kid in the ad or show us your man card, they're going to say, well, see, that in elicited someone to go out and do a mass shooting you know like when they show cars on a racetrack racing that means that you would buy that car and automatically do 160 miles an hour on the parkway so audi should be responsible for that right absolutely and a drunk driver uh should not be responsible for killing people it should be the car manufacturer and the ad company that came up with the ad and probably the networks for running that ad right and also probably the uh the glass manufacturer who made the glass and and the and the the liquor manufacturers of course correct and you know this is a, this is a scary um this is a scary law because it could be abused all right and platt can hear as he writes make no mistake thanks to governor murphy and the legislature new jersey is once again a national leader when it comes to combating gun Jeez. violence oh, at a time God. when the u.s supreme court is undermining states rights to protect their residents from the carnage of gun violence, New Jersey Statewide Affirmative Firearms Enforcement Office. This is, by the way, all new people are being appointed to this with cars so, and budgets uh, uh, and expense uh, accounts. Does the dipshit need to be reminded that states do not have rights? States have powers? He doesn't know. He's a hack. And he goes, this office will use the new public nuisance legislation to hold the gun industry accountable. With the establishment of this office, we are sending a clear message that every participant in the firearms industry, if you violate our laws, you will pay. Okay? Uh, We're not going to go after criminals. We're not going after criminals because, you know, the law-abiding and the manufacturers are the low-hanging fruit. The criminals take effort. Right. Well, the criminals are part of the electorate. Uh, yeah. So. Is that what that is? Oh, yeah, that's right. They're their base, and you don't want to screw with your. You ever? You never want to screw, with, screw your with your voting base. base, right? No, no, no. Oh my God! So many people uh, email me wishing me well. I have like ten thousand emails. I just want to thank um, everybody about that, and uh, I want to talk about. Uh, let's see. I'm tired. You guys are all pissing me off. By the way. No, I'm just talking out loud. Sorry. Mm, don't say that, Anthony. So people like Giorgio, okay, he goes and he uh, he applies in the town of Wanakew, 
and they basically tell him they can't take his stuff. And he sends a strongly worded email to, like, the mayor and the police chief, and they call him up the next day, and they took his carry permit application in. So, you know, Dan is also uh, contacting and sending cease and desist letters. Cease and desist letters. Now, George O. took a stand. He sent an email, and he sent it to his public masters and uh, set the record straight. But I've had people emailing me for their advice, and they're like, from, from my advice, and they're like, well, you know, uh, you know, Dan wants me to wants to put my name on the cease and desist letter, and I was reluctant to do so. And my response to everybody is, well, if there was ever a time to take a stand, I think now is the time you need to take a stand. I'm not going to tell you what you should do, but if your town is, you know, violating your rights, I believe that you should take a stand. All right. And have Dan say, you know, representing blah, blah, blah. You know, Joe Schmidt from the NJRPC that lives in your town of Wanakue or, where, you know, Colts Neck and tough shit. You know, this is the law and you're creating you're, you're committing official misconduct, official malfeasance. If you uh, do this, we're going to file charges. So you have to take a stand. Do you agree, Sandy? I mean, are we at this point Absolutely. now? Absolutely. Yeah, we are. We've been past this point. Yeah. Our problem has always been we are too damn subtle in what we do because the right has always been even though the left accuses us of being the lunatics the lunatics have always come from the left every single one from the kennedy murder right on through have always been some left-wing nut job and the left is masters at pointing to us and calling us what they think and what they do and we just sit by and, you know, our idea of making a scene is dressing up like uh, uh, Uncle Sam, right? And showing up and, or, or, or uh, I was going to say Betty White. <laughs> but, but, but you know what I mean? It's just ridiculous. We dress up in costumes and then go pick up all the, all the soiled papers and, 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 uh, and garbage at the end of our protest meetings. Uh, come on. It is time probably to be heard. It's long past time to be heard. How much more abuse do we need to take before we slowly have our rights and lives stripped from us? Uh, uh, that's it. It's time to take a stand. And so put your na damn name on it, everybody out there listening. I think it's time. All right. And there's so much damn misinformation on the Internet. Um, let's before I get into all the letters and stuff, let's address that. Uh, uh, here we go. Rosie wrote a great article. And uh, hold on one second. Can you hear that that text that came through? No. I did, but that's okay. okay. So we're, we're sharing that. People, with you. that's your boy, Scott texting me on uh i don't know how to change turn this off smash messages quit messages okay let's see if that works so rosie was talking people were asking how are gun ranges going to handle holster draw in uh now that people are allowed carry permits well let's go over gun for hires rules and regulations you can't draw from a holster and fire fire gun for hire unless you've been pre-approved if you're a cop uh, law enforcement or something, and you're carrying a gun on your side, you can holster draw. Um, security guards and private carry have to either take our holster draw class, a proficiency uh, exam here, or they have to, um, you know, take our, our urban classes, go through urban classes, which include holster draw, and we give you an okay sticker for your ID or we put it in the computer because 
you know, it's it's a little dangerous to just have somebody just holster draw. Now, people right. are going to start for walking in. the safety in. of everyone in the range, right. Correct. The two people that came in from Clifton that got the carry permits were carrying their guns. <clears throat> so we told them, you're not approved for holster draw here. So when you go into port, you can take that gun out and put it on the deck. And you can draw from the, you know, you can draw from the ready position and fire all you want and then reholster it at the end of your uh, shooting experience. But, you know, me, I would keep my holstered gun on like a tool and I would bring other guns to shoot at the range or maybe rotate it through. But so Rosie wrote a whole article and he wrote, here's what he wrote. <clears throat> range safety and correct gun handling in every possible situation is the primary concern of every gun owner, range owner, private rifle and pistol club, and especially those folks who have, that have chosen the, to accept the awesome responsibility of carrying a loaded sidearm in New Jersey. As thousands upon thousands of gun owners, some brand new to gun ownership itself, storm police headquarters across the state with their <laughs> completed applications, shooting clubs, and range owners are adjusting to members and customers walking into the ranges strapped. It's no longer just a handful of cops and retired cops carrying their self-defense tool of choice in the manner they choose. It's everybody. Granny has her Glock in her purse. The real estate agent prefers appendix carry, that, uh, and, and that mom over there has a flashbang holster attached to her bra. Let's explore some terminology. This is from Rosie. A cold range is one where no one, not even police, are allowed to walk around while carrying a loaded pistol or revolver. To shoot, you first uncase at the firing line, our safe table used for holstering an empty gun, repairs, lubrication, etc. No ammo at a safe table. Then load at the firing line only. Then fire. Clear the firearm and put it securely away, then drive home. A hot range is one where gun owners may choose to wear a loaded sidearm the entire time of their range visit, including practicing their holster draw technique as a walk-on to a shooting port indoors or range pit outdoors. Most ranges in New Jersey are cold ranges and require some level of proof that the gun owner uh, knows proper gun handling so as to avoid negligent discharges. Most, if not all, police departments, police ranges are hot ranges since cops practice what they do every day, which is carry a loaded firearm. He goes, so what set of safety rules can be used for all members? Customers in a fair and equitable manner. That's what commercial range business owners, board of trustees at private clubs, and this writer have been mulling over since last month's Bruin decision. Okay, 43 other states already have some form of carry or shell issue, and 26 states have constitutional carry. So... Most New Jersey private and pistol clubs are staying cold. Most private shooting clubs in New Jersey rely upon each member to be their own RSO. Very few have paid employees or volunteers tasked with being RSOs. Some private clubs allow holster draw and some don't. These clubs may use USPSA or IDPA action leagues. They have holster draw and rely on some sort of test to enable members to use a holster at the range. These tests can be as simple as proving to an Action League chairperson that you're both capable and safe. If you're going to freak because you don't like the idea of 20 pairs of eyes watching you draw your sidearm to demonstrate proficiency, then perhaps carrying a gun isn't for you. And that's okay. It's not for everybody. He goes, when we reached out to Anthony at the Woodland Park Range, Anthony said all holster draw must meet our criteria. Only active law enforcement and our students that have attended the prerequisites can holster draw. All right? Calandra also noted, meeting the above prerequisites does not exempt anyone from following all the range rules. All firearms must be aimed, not fired from the hip or weapon retention, minimum distances, etc. If the range officer notices anyone not following rules, you may forfeit the right to draw and fire from a holster at the Woodland Park Range, or we'll throw you out. 
Uh, I was also quoted, you know, uh, regarding the status of this, uh, the new gun store and retail areas. He isn't disarming his customers. It all boils down to this. You're welcome into the facility while carrying. Just don't touch the gun. So that means that you go into the new gun store or the retail areas, you know, and you say you need a magazine for your gun, and they, my retail person says, what gun? You don't pull it out of your holster and show them which gun. Right. The gun stays in the holster. Yeah. Okay, yeah. that's that's the rules you have to follow. So, gun, you know, Rosie goes on giving you know gun clubs and commercial ranges the time necessary to create new rules and signage to understand it. This is going to be a learning process. All right, and now let's remember who Rosie is. He's a founding trustee of the Coalition of New Jersey Firearms Owner. He's vi- Vice President Dave Rosie Rosenthal, and he's behind the trigger for over fifty years. He continues to be match director for Old Bridge Rifle and Pistol Clubs Police Practical Competition League. He served as volunteer capacity for over 20 years. Together with his league co-chair, Peter L., they oversee hundreds of league members annually that draw loaded firearms from its holster to engage police silhouette. Okay, Rosie is the man, and he's a great editor for Blackwire Media for CNJFO. So I'm glad he wrote all that up because people are, um, are nervous, you know. And, uh, you know, how a range can handle Like, I wouldn't go into a range that won't let me carry a gun into the range. Well, you, your range should let you carry your gun if you have a carry permit. Right. But let's let right. each range get their shit together and sort it out. Depends on their staff right. level and everything else. Yep. It's very important. Safety is always going to be paramount in a good range. So you don't think the media is waiting for the first Yahoo with a carry permit to draw <laughs> from a holster in a range and shoot themselves <laughs> in the course. foot? Uh, yeah, or just di- like like we talked about last week, or just uh, gunning and ungunning. You know, I mean, it just it's the same thing. When you when you have to get out of the car to go into a post office or or do whatever, you better well know what you're doing. This is not a minor undertaking. This is a very serious thing and should be taken as such. Yeah, you know, and everybody's focused on, why do I have to go before a judge? What's going on with the paperwork? Why do I need three copies? Why do I need fingerprints? Why do I need a notary? Why do I need this? It'll be on the FAR system eventually. Probably the next time you go to renew your carry permit in 20 months, everything will be on the FAR system. Most likely the judges will be removed from the equation. The prosecutors will just review to make sure you have no mental problems or anything. And uh, I'm going to go over all those letters uh, after the break. How much time do we have? Well, um, we can take a break right now yeah, if you just do the housekeeping. Okay, let me stand for a second. Oh, my God, my knee is not working with me. All right, housekeeping. Uh, Jay, I'm not opening that gift yet till Sandy comes up, by the way. All right, Marty. Marty's at V-Burger. Marty's V-Burger.com is uh, in New York City. You can go there and eat. You can also order online, Marty's V-Burger.com, and you can pick it up in New Jersey at Freakin' Vegans on Freakin' Fridays. Mention Gun for Hire and get 20% off. Also, if you live anywhere in New York and you own guns, NYTAC Defense, N-Y-T-A-C-D-E-F-E-N-S-E. Mention Gun for Hire and you get $15 off your annual membership. If you live in New Jersey and you own guns and you plan on carrying guns, U.S. Law Shield, code word Gun for Hire, one word, and you get 10% off. It's this big buck savings. It's not insurance, okay? It's protection. It's legal protection. If you're a new shooter or you know a new shooter while they're waiting for their FID card to be approved by the idiots that run this state, Buy a copy of Decoding Firearms by John Mm. Petrolino. It's available on Amazon, and it's also available here at Gun for Hire Pro Shop. 
If you're not listening to the Gun Lawyer Podcast, you're ignorant and uneducated. Evan Knappen's podcast is great, exposing the truth about the laws designed to strip you of your freedoms. Support those who support you. The Quarantine Crawl, over 350 Pro 2A businesses. I can guarantee you all 350 of those businesses will not have signs in the front of their building that say no firearms are allowed beyond this mm-hmm. point. Right, so this exactly. is another shopping tool for all of you. Mm-hmm. You need a bakery? You need a doctor? Go to QuarantineCrawl.com. Don't forget my book, Crime Proof, Think Like a Criminal and Beat Them at Their Own Game. Amazon, Kindle, CrimeProofBook.com, or if you come to the range, uh, they're available here as well. My doctor, Dr. Joseph Sambatero, OptimalHealthWellnessNJ.com. Uh, it's Concierge Medicine. Sandy, somebody reached out to me this weekend. Uh, Mike reached out to me and asked me if it was worth the Concierge Medicine. Can you just give me a blurb about Dr. Joe, oh, please? <clears throat> absolutely. Let me tell you. If you want healthcare today and you want the kind of care where you can pick up a phone and call your doctor or just text your doctor with a problem and the doctor calls you right back or texts you right back and comes to your house when you need them, uh, then you need concierge medicine. If you want to sit in a folding chair uh, like you're in a bus station, that's going to be medicine of the future. Um Quick enough? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. That was pretty much it. That was great. So uh, that's why you want Optimal Health Wellness NJ. Don't forget Lake Island Rifle and Pistol Club in Cotteret, New Jersey, L-A-K-E-I-S.org. They need your support. They need members. Our gun store is open, wide open, 2,200 square feet, multi-line dealer. We got holsters. We got cases. We got magazines. We got everything you need. Our cases are pretty much full. Bill and the team in there are doing a phenomenal job. Customers are extremely happy with our pricing, retail pricing. We have member and non-member pricing. And if you think you've seen ammo deals before, we have case ammo right now, 223, 9mm, and 76239. Good luck finding it cheaper somewhere else in a retail environment. Check it out. Zen Float Center. The lovely Sharon Decker is in Scotch Plains right on Park Avenue. ZenFloatCenter.com. Check them out. If you're down in uh, Sandy's Neck of the Woods, Crossroads Kitchen, K-R-O-S-S-R-O-A-D-S, Kitchen.com. Check out CrossroadsChickenKitchen.com. And just Sean's, J U S T S H O N S dot com. Where are those two places, respectively, Sandy? Uh, Crossroads is in c- the beautiful town of Columbus, North Carolina. And uh, just Sean's is in Greenville, fantastic city in South Carolina. Nice. And now back up here in Garfield is Mortgage Unlimited in Outwater Lane in Garfield, New Jersey. George T at mortgageunlimited.com for all your mortgage needs. And then Sandy, tell us about Guiding Reigns. It's guiding, R-E-I-N-S.org, guidingreigns.org. Tell us, please. Great organization uh, for vets and first responders who are suffering from PTSD or TBI or any type of emotional issues. They work with equine therapy. It is a phenomenal program, really, really effective. Um, if it, it is free to uh, vets and first responders, uh, stroke victims, spinal cord injuries, any type of thing like that, um, they are um, 
it's all free. So if we can help support them because the VA this year has just slashed their uh, funding budget for these types of therapies, um, you can you don't have to come to they are located in Campobello, South Carolina, but you don't have to come down here if you are anywhere in the Carolinas or uh, Georgia or um, neighboring states, even uh, out to Tennessee. Uh, the therapy is available for you, and they're working right now to try to develop the same program with um, uh, stables and ranches throughout the country, uh, training therapists uh, to work cool with horses. How cool is that? And it, is, it is totally you know, I don't like to watch. that this is incredible. tool bag Hollywood John Stewart, but I read a quote by him. He says, if you're going to have the stomach to send our kids overseas to die and get maimed from us from for us you should have the stomach to take care of them when they come back yeah amen absolutely right? and, and that's and, a guy who is, i can't stand all right yeah exactly right yeah and but it is so absolutely true and it, it is sad how we treat our veterans in this country uh it, it got a little better under trump not not super but uh, now it's just getting slashed to the bone again, and it's done quietly with all budget cuts and, and program cuts, yep. And, yep. and it's it's absolutely ridiculous. We send them to die and get maimed and wounded and mentally damaged, and then when they come back, we don't give a shit. It's hard. So if you've got, yeah, absolutely, and if you've got five bucks, ten bucks, anything you can do, um, just go onto their website, Guiding Reigns, um, G O I D I N G R E I N S dot org. Uh, and go down to the um, uh, to the donate uh, button and hit donate and give what you can. Uh, these are really great guys. We hope to have them on the show pretty soon. Yes. So listen, I'm going to do some shaming now. Jersey City, Nick Serafini. Um, I'm not sure he was Jersey City. Sorry, Nick. Nick Serafini just sent me a get well. Hope you're doing well. His uh, parents or his dad lives in the same uh, 55 and older building. My parents live in. Thank you, Nick. Enjoy your trip uh, to Arizona. I appreciate it. Rico DeLuca. Anthony, hope is well with your knee and prayers for a swift recovery, bionic man. Always, I'm sure you have this already, but I've included Jersey City's illegal CCW packet uh, for you to reference. You are free to forward to whoever. I sent it to Dan Schmutter already. Uh, they want a signed and notarized letter from each reference. Can't be a relative or roommate. The money order has to be a postal money order, and you have to have an NRA basic pistol course certificate. All right, and uh, they're adding that, and there has to be f uh, you know, for your firearms notaries after e for each re reference letter has to be filled out. So Jersey City's kind of digging their heels in. They're also telling people some people they're saying do you need your use of force. They're telling some people you don't need the use of force. So. Uh, they're, they're, they're selective. Yeah, they're beating by the, their own drum. Uh, <laughs> Hamilton Police Department uh, in uh, Hamilton, New Jersey, listed uh, this whole course of fire that you have to go there and shoot in front of them. In front of them. <laughs> <laughs> the closer you get to Trenton, yeah. the worse it is. And 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 can we be can we be honest about what this is all about? It is to keep those people from having guns. Yes. Uh, anyone that yes. anyone that they don't want to have guns because of the color of their skin, the color of their eyes, how economic tall, status. how thin, economic status. This is what it's, it's always been about. Just absolutely. You know, the woman giving you a hard time, Enrico, is behind the bulletproof glass, protected by cops with guns, exactly. and she's telling you you can't have one. <laughs> 
<laughs> and she's like, don't argue with me. Don't argue with me. And then when you leave and, and defeated with your tail between your legs, they snicker and laugh Correct. amongst themselves and go, got another one. Yeah, Richard Files, Anthony, listen to your show every week and have taken a few classes with you guys. You are 100% correct. The only way they'll listen is if they lose their pension. It is truly the That's only right. thing they care about. Beachwood Police is requesting additional forms, which he attached. Beachwood Police is a habitual offender of making citizens wait six months plus for change oh. of address. Uh, the detective sergeant there uh, also has a reply rate of less than 10% for email and phone. The only thing that scares them is legal action. Thanks for being the tip of the spear, and I'm be proud to be a part of this family. Richard Files. How many people live in Beachwood, Sandy? 40? Uh, well, they probably, probably, but I was going to say the Beachwood Police Department is probably like six people. If that, I don't even think it's that much. You know, yeah. it's, there's real, there's again, real, I mean, it's, you should be able to really. Play. Right. I mean, you're talking about a town here of like a mile by a mile and a half. Um, and it is, it's a short town just south of Tom's River. And it's, it's, there's absolutely no reason for that there. Uh, actually, what he can do, just move over to Pine Beach, one town over, and, and I'm sure you'll have no problem there. You know, uh, yeah, uh, he's got to move, unfortunately. I don't even, I'm not even going to list how many towns are refusing to take the CCW paperwork because they said they're waiting for directive from the state waiting police and the AG, which so, we already it's have. It's so typical. Yeah. And so Dan has been sending them cease and desist, and all of a sudden, just like Wanakue, towns are turning around and saying, all right, Ooh, drop your paperwork it. off. It was, like, it was underneath the coffee menu. Uh, there it is. Yeah. Okay, we have it now. Here's another one from a Joe. Uh, I, I thought Mr. C in one of his gunfire radio shows that said they have to stick with the New Jersey State Police guidelines. I qualified a gun for hire on the 11th of July for a 9mm, and truth be told, I tried to qualify again in a 45 APCP, but I failed. The 45 probably wasn't the best choice for concealed carry, not unless you're really big and fat. In any case, I just wanted to know what Gunfire's take was on this since I was under the impression that uh, you have to come back in two years. But he's showing me all of this stuff, the original posters about a diff a additional um, training requirements that they're adding to it. And, again, they're all illegal, and I took care of them, Joe, because you are the man. Uh, we need more people like you. How about this one? Um, Chad Aronson, just wanted to let you know that Freehold Township is telling everyone, myself included, they are holding all applications until they hear from the state police regarding training requirements. <laughs> this It's never-ending. It's, it it's never-ending. Never ending. Here, it's just unbelievable. Here, FID card on hold. I'm in the process of applying for my firearms ID permit and have been informed that Governor Murphy has signed into law several new gun laws and requirements. Prior to having a firearms card issued, I am now required to complete a safety course and provide a completed certificate. The name of your establishment was provided as a location that can provide me with this course. So the police are sending people to me, but the police don't know what course to give, and I don't know what yeah. course to give. Okay? <laughs> right, exactly. How about this guy? This guy, uh, his name is Richard. Ronald Richards, he's a Hoboken fire captain. I am reaching out to see if I could schedule basic firearm safety course that would satisfy the New Jersey State Legislature requirement for retaining an FID card. All right. Another one, I had a reply to him. I don't know what the requirements are yet, you know. Uh, anyway, this is what we deal with on a daily basis. So here's another one. 
from a Pete. Hi, Anthony. Appreciate everything you're doing to help us receive our permits in New Jersey. Your website is awesome and, and really my daily one-stop shop for any questions. I have been shooting uh, the course of fire this week. He goes, just an FYI regarding Wayne. I stopped in yesterday to see if they were requiring anything out of the ordinary for the process. The only thing they're asking for is a copy of your receipt from Identigo. That's normal. A lot of They do that so they can tie the two together in case it gets lost. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, and he asked if, um, if I knew if Wayne was doing anything. No, Wayne qualifies at my range, by the way. The Wayne Police Department used Gun for Hire Woodland Park range. They do all of their officers, do all of their qualifications. This is their home range, and they're pro-gun. And we don't have to worry about them. So so we're, we're okay with them. Uh, here's one from Tony Rocco. I hope you're feeling better. I wanted to bring something to your notice that can be shared with your listeners. I began the permitting process at my local PD. I scheduled my prints, dropped off my documents, photos, and notarized applications, all without issue. Today, two weeks later, I get a call from the records department that they lost two of my proof of training <laughs> forms that I completed from Gun for Hire. Thankfully, I trust no one and always make duplicate copies of everything to account for human stupidity. Uh, I mean error. I urge anyone who's applying for the CCW permit to make duplicate copies of everything to avoid loss of documents and major delays. These departments, some of which have never filled out CCW permits for civilians who are now processing them in record numbers. I urge anyone who is applying to duplicate everything. Tony, bet no better words of advice on today's radio show. Everybody out there, copy everything. Keep an, you know, somebody wrote you have to make three copies of everything. Make four copies. And yeah. 100% absolutely right. Make four copies of everything uh, because you're going to get this. We lost this. We lost that. Um, yeah. I have inside scoop on a couple of things i can't share too much of it but there are some towns in bergen county that are slow walking everything uh i can't mention any names or anything but they're basically where they're told uh that you know they're quotes screening every applicant which means basically that's the bergen county prosecutor possible right he's the one that started all of this yes And they're going to be doing that a lot. Tom Skelly, Gun for Hire Challenge Coin number 182, Gun for Hire alumni for about 15 years. So he wrote, good morning, Anthony. Hope your knee gives you less trouble with them with the PT. It's not. Uh, this is not a question, but a short report on the progress of my CCW. On Monday, I went to the Gloucester Township PD with my papers. At that time, they didn't want to take them until fingerprinting was completed. He goes, I got my case number and tried to get an appointment in New Jersey. None were available. Hundreds were available in PA. So he went to Indentigo and paid the ransom because you have to pay like a $40 charge. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, right, just to go there. Yeah. And then he went to the police department and he had to wait 40 minutes to submit everything. And he gave them uh, everything. They asked for a copy of his FID card. Like they don't know what his FID number is anyway. Right. Uh, and uh, he, you know, he gave everything in and now he wants to see how long it's going to take for the judge and everything to send it back. I need all of this input from everybody out there. So listen, asking for a copy of your FID card, you know, Jay Factor and I were like, just do it. You know yeah. what I mean? This is not the hill to just die do on. It. Just right. do it. Exactly. You know, uh, so. Like the same with the notary, just do it. Yeah. Hi, Anthony. Steve C. here. You said on this week's show to let you know which towns are not complying. Town of Hamilton will not accept packets at this time. Says they are waiting for clarification of AG guidelines. <laughs> same thing. Close. You get that? It's the same thing. It's unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
and uh, you know he says he spoke to Captain Boyd. He spoke to the mayor's office, not telling them how to do their job, but everything they have is there. And he says maybe uh, Captain Boyd needs to hear last week's Gun for Hire episode when we're talking about uh, civilian workers. Okay, yeah, I got Dennis Y from East Orange, who's a huge Gun for Hire alumni. We had Strike Force contact the police department. He got his mayor. He got the the uh, town administrator, everybody involved because they're giving him a hard time because they're asking for additional paperwork and they're yelling at him and, and, and the whole bit, on uh, you know, uh, about his additional information they're asking for. And basically, even after getting clarification from the mayor and the state police, the captain there made it clear that he'll still continue to do whatever he wants to do. <laughs> okay, no one's going to tell him how to do his job. Soon to even be if former it's captain. The, yeah, even if it's the law. And you know what yeah. I say? Good. Good. Dig your heels in. Maybe you'll be the one that loses yeah. your pension. Maybe you'll exactly. be the one that Dennis Y will get a million dollar civil rights violation lawsuit in a civil case. You know, maybe That's you'll right. be charged criminally and you'll be on the cover of all the newspapers and everything. Um, you'll be the one. I would like to see somebody like you be the one, to be honest with you, because let's review again. If you're a clerk, if you're a prosecutor, if you're a police officer, if you're an elected official in any town or municipality, you're a public servant. You took an oath. You're bound to follow the law. You're not there to make the law. If you want to make the law, I've recommended in previous shows that you need to run for office because you can't do that. You're not a lawmaker. You're a law follower. You're a law enforcer. That's where it's supposed to be. This crap that you're trying to give us is a violation of our civil rights. It's a violation of our legal rights. And we are not going to take it. And we have stormed the beaches now. And we don't give a shit anymore. Okay? Now, can I do some learning? Yeah, absolutely. Do we have time? Well, yes, we do. We've got about Michael, 12 minutes. Michael L., Gun for Hire alumni for the longest time, he received some misinformation from one of my staff members. Uh, you can when, we, when you qualify, we list the ammo that you're carrying, uh, but you can carry any ammo you want. And if you want to carry exotic ammo or you want to carry anything else like that, you can uh, go on the state police website and they have uh, equivalent ammo to hollow point ammunition. No, you can't call, call, carry hollow points yet. Listen up. All this stuff on the Internet. When are we getting constitutional carry? When are we getting reciprocity? When are we getting this? Do you know it took us 30 years and finally have a case taken from New York to get the Bruin decision? So now that we've stormed the beaches, the process is going to be faster. All the two-way cases that were remanded are, are going to be easier for us. But it's still going to take a while to push all of this stuff over the fence. It's still going to take money. It's still going to take unity. It's still going to take activism to get us to the next point. So if you're posting that we, you're bitching we don't have constitutional carry, that tells me that you have not been in tune with any of the Second Amendment battle in the past 30 years. Even if you're a new gun owner the past year, you're not in tune with it. And really, there's, you have no validity in my book at this point. You need to study up a little bit more. 
uh, before you throw in threats out there that we don't have concealed carry, we don't have a national reciprocity, our constitutional carry, or why can't we have 100-round magazines, or why can't we have silencers, and why can't we have short-barrel rifles and everything. We've just went over the hill, and now we're coming down. All right, we're picking up speed. So stick with us. Join the NRA. Join the ANGRPC. Join the Second Amendment Foundation. Join the Firearms Policy Coalition. Join NJ2AS and join NJ2AS. Please uh, join and get educated. If you join with these groups and if you live in New York, join the New York State Rifle and Pistol Association. Everybody that's messaging me, asking me what's going on with the status of the New York case, I send them the membership link for the New York State Rifle and Pistol Association and say, you need to join. It's $40 a year. You need to join as an associate member, and you will get alerts of everything that's going on in your state. The same thing with people that don't know what's going on in this state tells me they're not members of ANJRPC. All right? You you need to have a little skin in the game, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, we just got absolutely. you concealed carry. We all worked this out and got it. Maybe we should all have a little more skin in the game. Maybe we should all feel like we're a part of this and it's not just a bunch of other people fighting for us. Maybe right. maybe we should have some skin in the game, okay? Remember, our qualification course, we shoot six rounds out to 25 yards because our course, we feel, is substantially equivalent to what the police officers, uh, retired, active, and security are doing. And that's what I've been doing for 29 years. We didn't want to change it. Make sure you have insurance. Make sure if you have a home or apartment, maybe get an umbrella policy now if you're going to start carrying a gun. Uh, and uh, here's a good one. If you read Crime Proof, thinks like a, Think Like a Criminal and Beat Them at Their Own Game. A woman drives a car into a New Jersey canal in Somerset County and used her window brake tool to escape. In my book, I talk about having a seatbelt cutter clipped to the visor of your car, which I do. And I talk about having a tactical pen with you all the time with a glass brake detector on the tip. So if you get in an Uber, a backseat Uber, and the Uber driver locks the doors and the windows, you can take your tactical pen and you can break that window and get the hell out if you have to. So I want to compend this woman. Okay, she's a 23-year-old woman, used a window brake tool to escape her vehicle after she accidentally drove into the Delaware and Raritan Canal in Somerset County. The woman called 911 after getting trapped in her car and received instructions from dispatcher on how to use the tool. So this tells me her dad put the tool in the car. Yeah, exactly. Okay, dad or mom, I don't want to be sexist, some parent or responsible adult gave her that brake tool and put it in the car. Okay, the car was filling with, with water. Okay, and she broke the window and she managed to climb out. And I commend the driver for her courage and calmness during this emergency, Franklin Public Safety Director Cuvella Mayweather said in a statement. She was prepared with a window brake tool, something I suggest to all drivers on the highway, on roadways. So let me tell you something. Somebody out there, if anybody knows this woman or the family, did they read my book? Or I'd love to talk to them. Who was the responsible adult that put that brake tool in the car and she had access to it and she broke the window out? I got to admit, that's, that's pretty kick-ass. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. Do, do you agree? Uh, Sandy, yeah. how much time do we have left? We've got uh, about six minutes. Okay. First of all, there's two NRA dinners that are coming up, ladies and gentlemen. And if you go to FNNRA.org and you go to Friends of the NRA Dinner, there's one coming up Sunday, September 18th in Congress, New York. I always donate to this dinner. I Hopefully, I'll be able to go up there this year and... Uh, Excuse me. You can order tickets at friendsofnra.org, friendsofnra.org. And that one I'm supporting and endorsing September 18th in New York. And there's a second dinner, excuse me, my buddy, October 14th at the Hunterton Hills Playhouse. 
Again, friendsofnra.org. You can go on and find these two dinners. If you've never been to a Friends of the NRA dinner, if you're new to guns and shooting, you really want to go. There's great stuff. There's great raffles. There's great swag. There's great people. What what better way to celebrate? We got concealed carry in New Jersey. It was an NRA-backed and funded case, even though it was one, you know, initiated from New York. It was still NRA-backed and funded. You know, so we have a New York dinner and we have a New Jersey dinner that everybody can go to. And it's, you know, you're talking three to 500 like-minded men and women, children, and all kinds of auctions and silent auctions and tricky trays and uh, just a lot of great camaraderie, usually great food. Um, so I'm going to uh, – I have both of the dinners on my calendar to attend. I'm meaning to attend both of them. But um, if you're interested, go to friendsofnra.org and uh, check out the two dinners, the one in Congress, New York, in uh, September, and the one in Hunterton t- Hills in October. There's a good chance I'll be at both of them, and I will be donating uh, gift cards, swag, autograph books, whatever they need. Whenever I get re- reached from organizations like that, I always tell them, whatever you want, uh, I will donate. So let's take a, some more learning here. Uh, I'm getting a lot of inquiries from people about what how they should store their gun in a car, and I know we talked about this already. Glove box is obviously uh, not the greatest option in the world. Some kind of small locked box, if it has a cable that you can attach to the foot of a seat of the car, is good. If you have a truck or an SUV, there's a lot of companies that make console vaults. You know how a lot of us have that big console in our SUV, Sandy, and it's like we fill it up with crap? Well, there's companies out there that make a console that you take the screws out in the bottom and you drop this console vault right inside. And some of them are big, some of them are a little smaller, and it's definitely an option to have. And I recommend that you practice in your driveway with a gun that's not loaded, no ammunition anywhere around, and you triple check that it's unloaded. You should practice holstering and um, reholstering and deholstering that gun and putting it into that uh, lockbox 27 bajillion times. Because you know, in New Jersey, until the lawsuits hit, we're gonna they're gonna carve out a lot of areas. If you want to go to the mall or something, so you're gonna need to have uh, some kind of locking device, and you're gonna have to practice not having your finger on the trigger while your kids are screaming, and shooting yourself in the femoral artery. Also, if it's a dial type safe like a simplex lock safe, you better make damn sure no one else in the car is watching you open and close that. Okay, your kids ain't stupid. Yeah. Okay? Absolutely. Your kid could be looking at, like they're looking at their phone, and they could be videotaping you, uh, typing your code into the lock, the simplex lock, one, two, three, four, or whatever. And now you run into the store to grab a loaf of bread, leaving your teenage kid and your younger child in the car, and your teenager can open that console vault or that lockbox because they just watched you do it. Okay? As Ronald Reagan said, trust but verify. This is something you have to think about. How are you going to lock that box? How are you going to secure that box? How are you going to move from car to car? Uh, How are you going to cross over your body without sweeping yourself? Again, we talked about this in a few previous shows because I can't reiterate it enough. Uh, You know, if you're a little chubby and you're wearing a uh, holster, uh, SOB or on the right on strong side holster, good luck trying to get that gun back in that holster without shooting yourself in the ass. All right. Uh, I'm telling you, there's a lot of options. Sandy and I were big on carrying five shot revolvers with five with uh, pocket holsters. Ruger LCR, my 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 sacrificial revolver of choice. And I would just slip the gun out of my pocket and unload it and uh, lock it up. Right, Sandy? Tell me what you used to do when you used to go to PA, bro. 
Same thing. Same yeah. thing, right? Same thing. Just slip and it And you out. carry two Bianchi Speed strips in your support pocket, right? Yep, in the support pocket. Pretty easy to do. No rack and slides yep. or anything. But I know a lot of you guys are going to carry fancy smancy stuff with uh, lasers and cigar cutters and cigar lighters and all kinds of other stuff on there. And I get it. I get it. When it's new, you're going to be running all kinds of stuff. You're going to be carrying 30, rag, round, 30 magazines and, uh, you know, uh, flashlights and all kinds of stuff. But I carry a small Phoenix 400 lumen light. I carry two Bianchi speed strips and I carry a Ruger LCR in my uh, strong side pocket in a pocket holster. I'm uh, pretty low maintenance and I also carry one uh, edged tool. And of course, I always carry my tactical pen wherever I go. And for me, being a 250 pound, 61 year old fat guy, that's the ticket that works for me. I don't know how all of you are going to be carrying these big rigs and Good luck sitting down in a, in a diner booth or something like that. But, but again, it's up to you. But you're really going to practice. Obviously, there's YouTube out there. We have, like, our urban classes here where we discuss this. We're also developing other classes now on, you know, because now, now that we're a carry state, it changes the dynamic a little bit. Uh, about dealing with firearms with your friends and your family and everything and how to present the gun like you know should you get involved in a shooting and we are going to be offering a standalone use of force class uh, by the way uh, Tony's working on that um, with Vlad right now as we speak so listen there's a lot to take in for all the time that you spend selecting your firearm you should spend a hundred times more on the safety the carry the laws um, the use of the gun, manipulating yeah. of the gun, the loading and unloading of the gun uh, over and over again. One of the number one places people leave a firearm is in a commode. I always joke all the time, the best place to put it is when you sit down on the bolt and the gun is off the holster, especially if it's weeping down into the booth next to you or something. Um, take the gun out of the holster and sit it in the crotch of your underwear. It's very hard for you to pull your underwear up if that uh, 1911 <laughs> is sitting in the crotch of your underwear. That's for sure. Uh, but these are techniques that you're going to have to practice. You should be reading. Uh, definitely read um, In the Gravest Extreme by Masada Yub. It's available on Amazon.com. Definitely read In the Gravest Extreme by Masada Yub, please. Read Decoding Firearms by John Petrolino. Read Crime Proof uh, by me. Uh, Crime Proof has four firearms chapters in it. Sandy, you can close it up. Thank you all, Jules. I haven't gotten an update from Sandy yet, but I'm hoping everything is well. I'm going to text her now. All right, I'm done with you. Well, blessings and thoughts and prayers to Jules for a quick and speedy recovery. And it looks like you've all done it again. You've wasted yet another perfectly good hour listening to Gun for Hire Radio. Gun for Hire Radio is a counterthink media production. The music used in this podcast was managed by Cosmo Music, New York, New York. On behalf of our show host, master trainer Anthony Calandro, author of Crime Proof, Think Like a Criminal and Beat Them at Their Own Game, available everywhere books are sold, and especially where guns are sold, if it is the Gun for Hire Woodland Park Range Gun Shop, which you could maybe get an autographed copy uh, signed in X-Stables from a uh, from a knee incision, if, you, if you'd like. Uh, well, we love you guys. Uh, God willing, Jesus carries and the batteries hold out from New Jersey and the beautiful foothills of the Carolinas. We will see you again next week. And I'm on the Carolina in my mind. On the Carolina.